Eggs is a podcast about all things creative, regardless of what that means to you. From the creativity involved in launching a business, building a brand, crafting an entertainment career, or whatever, we talk about the process of growing your egg from start to finish. Today's show is brought to you by Goodside Skateboards. Go to www.goodsideskateboards.com for great deals on decks and awesome t-shirts and pretty much anything you can think of. Well, not quite. Anyways, enter Egg Show. That's E-G-G-S-S-H-O-W. When you check out, get 20% off? Yeah, I think it's 20%. Anyways, Egg Show when you check out to get 20% off at goodsideskateboards.com. Also, don't forget to check out our friends at Deli Fresh Threads. They're a Florida-based clothing company. They specialize in t-shirts and other apparel. And they celebrate what they call the king of meals, the sandwich. Check out their website, delifreshthreads.com. And make sure you enter Egg Show when you go to check out for 10% off. That's E-G-G-S-S-H-O-W. Get 10% off when you check out. All right, delifreshthreads.com. show. Today's guest is an exciting one. Hailing from Los Angeles by way of Laredo, Texas, he's a breakout artist on the Latin music scene. He's worked his way up from the bottom, coming from an immigrant family in a border town to working with some of the most accomplished producers and, and artists in the business. Promoting his latest single, En El Aire, and kicking off his latest tour, headlining the event Mi Cielo, January 19th, Sky Nightclub in Salt Lake City. Allow me to introduce our guest, singer, songwriter, actor, and dancer, Jesse Medellis. Welcome to the show, Jesse. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. It's an honor for me to be on the show, so thank you. Of Not course. a problem. Thank you for making time to be on it. Yeah, man. Thank you for making this work. Of course. I know uh, the life of, of, a, of a musician is a, a hectic one, so uh, I'm glad to hear uh, that you were able to make this work. So uh, I appreciate that. let's go ahead and get this thing started sort of from the beginning. Let's talk a little bit about growing up. So uh, we, so you're uh, born and raised, sort of grew up in Laredo, Texas. Yeah, like I, um, pretty much I was, I, um, I kind of grew up in Laredo, Texas, Zapata, the Valle, which is Mission McCavin, because when you work in the fields, like it's called a campesino or, or, or you're an immigrant. I'm Mexican-American. I was born here in the United States, but... Since I was a kid, my parents like we would travel everywhere to work in the fields and 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 stuff like that, agriculture. And sometimes there's works in Mississippi, sometimes there's in Laredo, Texas, and Fox. So I was just wherever the work works available, uh, pretty much. uh, Exactly. So I'm like a kid of the world, you could say that. (laughs) Cool. So tell us about your family. Like, so you said that you guys worked out in the fields and things like that. Uh, I mean, good upbringing, difficult upbringing. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? Um, yeah, of course. So when I was um, a kid, and this is, I'm, I'm going to put a very good um, point to this. So, um, um, so when I was a kid, my parent, my mom had a first child at the age of like 12 years old. So she didn't know better. 
Um, um, so she did the best she could do raising us up, but my parents were separated. So it was a rocky um, childhood. They would get together, then they would separate, stuff like that. So it, um, um, pretty much, from the, um, I was sent for my brothers and sisters, so we would work in the field, stuff like that, and and um, and work for ourselves. Since I was a little kid, I learned how to survive kind of like on my own at the age of 12 is when my grandma took me in um, um, from the streets and, and taught me what the love is of a, of a mother and she's my world. But I never like to see this as, oh, it's a sad story. It's this because I don't like people to feel sorry for me. I'm happy because it's made me the person who I am. It makes me appreciate things even more. And, um, and so, and I don't have anything against my mom, my, my father or anything because they did the best they could do. If you think about it, they were children themselves. So, so they didn't even know how to take care of themselves. So, um, I've just never been the type of person that likes to put faults on people. Well, yeah, yeah. no, that's really cool. Well, and sort of speaking to that, you know, uh, you did go on and graduate college, which is a, a big accomplishment. I think there are a lot of sort of immigrant, uh, kids, you know, uh, down there in those border cities that probably don't work their way through college. What did you go to school for? Well, I'm um, um, healthcare administration, and then I have my personal training, and that's another thing that I would love to um, touch on too. Is I had to get out of out of fifth grade out of school, so I I was out of school in, in after the fifth grade, and I was out for a while and and stuff like that, and so I could never be in a school just because of my steady upbringing. I mean, my unsteady upbringing. Yeah. It's always been a, it's always been a goal of mine. Like everything they said, I can do that that I, I want to accomplish. Like, the music music is what saved my life. Like, I would write music in the field, and, and even when I was, like, like in and out of trash cans or doing whatever when I was um, a kid growing up, um, that would create a fantasy in my in my mind and, and, in my, and, and give me hope and fire in life. So music, I didn't know that it, it really is the air I breathe. So without music, I can't live. But at the same time, I've always been a warrior in life. Since I was a kid, I never saw a negative situation. Like, no matter what I was in, I always had a smile on my face when I was working in the field. There were some of the best times in my life because it made me who I am today. And um, and I had a lot of fun there. I had a lot of fun with, with, with my people there. Yeah, the, and, com- um, the camaraderie that you'd probably feel. Exa- with, yeah. Exactly. And, yeah, and exactly. And you know in life, you always have that family that says, you can't do this, you can't do that, and you're going to be like your parents. And you're... But no, um, little reasons like that, but at the same time, I have always wanted to... to um, to just um, do um, go to school and conquer that. I'm not going to say make something of myself because I don't. Um, even those that don't go to that can't go to school for certain circumstances doesn't mean they didn't make nothing of themselves. So, um, so I want to wear that right. But my biggest thing was one of the other things I wanted to conquer, and everything I set my mind to, I I, I conquer it. Was I wanted to go to school, especially because. Um, it's hard for me to learn. Like something that takes somebody like um, an hour will take me like a day to learn. Like when it comes <laughs> to school, and so it took me a lot of tears, a lot of, of studying, and all that. And that's when I got my healthcare administration degree. And um, I, I did a lot of little vocational schools, which was the medical assistant, Texas careers for MOS. And then <laughs> I thought that was college, but I guess it's not. So when I will go on a, a job, they're like, "What's this?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's it's my college degree." And they're like, "No." That's not a college degree. That's just a vocational school. And, and they were, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, how much do you get paid extra? Oh no, you get paid the same as anybody else. So I was like, what? So, um, so that's the reason I, I, 
I wanted to go to school just to conquer it, and and that's how I got my my. Cool. Well, let me <laughs> let me ask you about inspiration. Now, it sounds to me like a lot of this is maybe sort of internal fortitude and grit, sort of on your end. That you you know this drive that pushes you to to conquer and stuff like that. It's sort of built into you. But do you have any you know inspiration growing up? I mean, did Grandma play music in the house? What, what sort of inspired you to get into music and acting and all these things? So. I didn't know that um, music has just always been within me since I was a little kid. So, so even when I was in diapers, as soon as music would come on, I, I was dancing. I was dancing cumbia because I'm Mexican-American, so they would put a lot of cumbia, Tex-Mex down there in Texas. And they would put on like Selena Quintanilla, Intocable, Los Bukis, and, and my mom would put on Los Broncos, Vicente Fernandez, like all these Latin artists. But I, um, at the same time as I would hear that, I would hear... Um, like hip hop, I would hear pop and, and I would hear a little bit of everything. So um I've always been inspired by by just music in general. It doesn't matter from what culture and um and that's another thing that's always inspired me and some of my my people that I idolize in the music industry are like people like Missy Elliott, I think collaborating with her when they would be an or would it be a dream. Um Jay Balvin is another person that I'd love to collaborate one day too, but so my biggest inspiration was just, it's always been within me, but at the same time, growing up, like my, gran- my grandma would teach me, um, if you have a dream, follow it. And even if you, um, it's like, haven't you ever, she would put an example for me. She was like, haven't you ever stood on a brick and, and reached for the sky? You're that closer to a star. And get on top of the roof, even closer. So she you know, had I, a, I love that um, outlook on life. I think it's a, a great way to, to just think in general you know if you set a goal and you work towards it eventually one of these days you'll make it and uh you know just stand on a brick to be a little bit closer i, I like that that outlook um, yeah and she and, and she also she also had another thing that that i'd love to, to plug in <laughs> to yeah of course she has like the, the, way, the way i was raised up too was like if you really think about it and, and we're having a discussion with she like everybody's born a star she like every single one because it doesn't matter what you do if you try to imitate somebody, and she would tell me all this in Spanish. She's like, if you would try to imitate that person, no, it don't matter what you do, you'll never nail them 100%. I'm like, I'm like, um, so everybody's born with it. The difference is that there's those people that, that jump at the risks and that are not afraid of, of being risk takers, and those are the ones that get far. So she would always educate me, never be afraid. If you have something, um, rather die trying than die than never have tried. Exactly. Well, and I think, you know, I mean, as we're hearing from just from talking to you, I mean, the sort of internal fortitude or this internal strength, it was, you know, clearly within you to begin with, but it, uh, you know, was reinforced by uh, the way your grandmother raised you. Uh, it's really cool. So at an early age, when you started, you found that you liked, you know, music and you, you had a passion for music. Did you learn any instruments or did you just kind of sing along with the radio or, you know, um have a friend that played or something. Uh, do do you play an instrument as well or or no? No, I, I never played. I never played instruments because um, I, I would have to work a lot. My dad plays the guitar because my dad is a really good. Um, um, he knows how to sing really good, like like mariachi style. Uh-huh. And so he knows how to play the accordion. He knows how to play um, the guitar, but but they weren't really ever um, around a lot. My parents. I had to work a lot to survive. Even when I was a kid, like eight, nine years old, I was always working in the fields. I would do like 14-hour-a-day shifts. And um, so it was really, really hard to to um, 
to play an instrument, you gotta dedicate yeah, some time yeah, and practice and everything so, involved. Yeah, so the knowledge I have and stuff has always been going through the <laughs> through the stuff like um, falling on my feet, and then I learned it the right way. Then I'll just, so I've always. <laughs> that in my life <laughs> cool well let's talk a little bit then so we we grow up in the field we're inspired we have a lot of music in our life but now you're you're trying to build a little bit of a career so let's talk about paying dues in texas and working your way up and actually starting to develop what later became sort of a music career uh can you talk a little bit about you know some of the early days uh the people you worked with the, the people who helped move you along that like sort of thing first show kind of thing yeah, so, um, well, I've always been, uh, uh, in, in the land world, they call it a pingo. A pingo means like somebody that just gets out there, gets out there. You can't tell them no. And if I would hear stuff on the radio, like, oh, my God, you want to be a star? Um, Disney is looking for the network, whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God, i got to go there. And then I would show up to these places, and, and, and they're like, okay, you got two weeks to come up with $3,000, and you're going to be a star. And I'm like... And, and of course they would audition you and do certain things. And I'm like, Oh wow, cool. And they, and I'm like, so I'm over there working in the fields, asking my brother, trying to get loans and I would, and money that I would save up, like would last me like years to save up. Cause remember in the fields, you would get paid like, like, um, like how much, like four something an hour, five, because you know how some people could take advantage of, of immigrants yeah, yeah. and, um, and stuff like that. So, and, and, and I would get scammed by these companies. And so that happened to me a, a lot. It happened to me so much with so many different scouts. And there was even one specific scout that, that said, um, um, Jesse, um, 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 they, we really like you. You're at our elite level and this and that. And, and of course, it would put me like through this little camping and stuff like that. But you would, that's like $7,000 later that you paid. And they're like, when you get to LA, call me a call and we're going to do this. And I remember when I first moved down to LA, I was like, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I moved down to LA and I'm like, hey, hi, I'm here, and things like that. Who are you? And I'm like, oh, Ramonda, you said this. Call me tomorrow. Cool. Hangs up the phone. So did and you... And then I come up again, I'm like, hi. Uh-huh. Uh, I was going to say, so So you moved to L.A. on the presumption of... of Six. One of these people that you, you worked with, you, you moved out there hoping to that being around and being closer would get you a little bit further in the door. How old were you when you moved there? Well, I moved here to L.A., Six years ago, I'm 24. I'm going to be 25, so uh, I'm bad at math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, like, so six years ago, I, I moved here to LA. I um, when all this stuff was happening to me with the scouts and all that stuff, and 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 I, and I would call and I'm like, hi, I'm down here, whatever. A lot of me being ripped off, and uh, um, I, I was a, a an extra too in a lot down there in Texas, and I would put myself in anything before I started booking like like um tv shows and acting because i've done a lot of acting and tv shows but i went through my whole um um trials and tribulations where i had to learn kind of the stuff myself i so when i moved down here like like six years ago before that i had come down here for a trip um when was it i was super young i came down here with a group of friends and that's when we had called this person because remember i've been i've been doing trying to do this since i was like 12 years old I would go on audition. I've been doing everything, and uh, ever since I could. But um, and I remember I called, and they're like, "Oh no! By the way, I'm too busy. Um, 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 I'm not accepting anybody else." And, and then they would hang up. So, my biggest thing to people is 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 get out there. Um, 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 
don't believe in you don't never have to pay for your talent and and get yourself good headshots a good acting agent and that's all you really need and for the music i've always invested in myself and now i'm so grateful it's been the most magical year for me after everything i've been growing up in the fields growing up in the streets um and going through everything being scammed so much by music producers by by acting talent agents by so much um I, I'm glad I went through all that because oh, yeah, it taught it's... me and that, yeah and now I would never um, now I I, I I have a lot to learn because I'll never stop being a student but I know enough from the music industry and that's why the past year has been so magical for me because like I appreciate all the, me the Latin media Univision Telemundo all of them um, doing documentaries about me, putting me all over their TV shows, and and the support I've gotten from 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 the right people. Yeah, I I, I was going to say coming from an experience like that, where you've been screwed over a few times and just thrown around and and not really appreciated, to you know the, the last year you finally got some traction built up. Were you kind of jaded? Were you kind of you know like? hesitant to work with certain people because of past experiences or were you just kind of, you know, I got an opportunity, I'm going to take it. Well, what I started doing is creating my own opportunities. So I lost the mentality about a year and a half ago where, um, I, I took control of my torch and of, of who I was. And, um, and that's when I, when everything changed and, and even when my acting agents are amazing, which is momentum talent and, and me and my cousin, which is Chris Cervenio, um, that, that's just, that does a lot of my managing and stuff like that, um, we got out there and, and hired the right PR, which is shooting for media, and 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 created this a lot of the opportunities that's happened to me in the past year and building the brand of Jesse Nadevitz. Yeah, well, and, and I uh, think that that's a really interesting point and something I'd just like to draw a little bit of ex uh, extra attention to is sort of that transition from looking out for other people's opportunities to creating your own. I think that that's a pretty significant uh, thing that people ought to, you know, stop and think about because uh, I think there are a lot of folks that stand around, especially, I mean, it seems like in the music business, but I think probably would relate to, mo to most industries. Uh, you know, a lot of folks sort of stand around and they, they wait for opportunity to find them. And I think one of the big differentiators is, is that, you know, actually changing your mindset and saying, you know what, we're going to create the opportunities and people can come to us. And uh, I think that speaks really to sort of your internal fortitude and everything else. I think that really speaks to you, your character. But I, I also think that's a really good point. So I kind of wanted to put a button on that. Yeah. No. It, yeah. Like, like the thing with this is, is, um, I, I have the mentality like I'm not, like, um, gonna wait for somebody to to discover me, or whatever. I do music. It's my passion. Remember, I've I've been scammed thousands and thousands of dollars and it'd be easier for me to just give up but it's not like if, if i give music up i just can't breathe anymore so so jesse has no reason to live yeah and, yeah. and that's what saved me in, in in my times where i used to sometimes cry outside of the trash can because my little brothers and we didn't have any food and and i would write music and i would create this fire in me and i and after that as soon as i was done writing like something um i was a beast inside of me and I was the richest person in the world um, um, fire wise yeah. you know what I mean Cause, and, and, and so I've always been like that but the past year and a half um, like everything I've done and the reason my career has gotten this far has been because um, I just took control and it's, it's one of the things I want to inspire people my movement is 
there's always a way. When I was first starting off, even when I first was going to do my first music video, oh, it's 15,000 for status. Oh, it's 50,000 for this and 20,000. And I'm like, I, I don't have all that money. I'm an independent artist. And it's just like people get discouraged. And I'm like, well, let me cut all the middle people out and let me just go directly to the sources. And when it comes to my wardrobe, I'll design and I'll do this and I'll do that. So, and my cousin is like, well, I'll do the casting. I'll do this. And now, like, I'm able to do everything at the, at the, um, what's it called? Like, the level of, like, Beyonce, Missy Elliott, P. Diddy, and a yeah. video like quality, which, and, and, and I do it because, like, you can't tell this Latino, like, you can't do it. I would say that that's one of the things that we really noticed, you know, in doing research for the show and everything. You know, we watched uh, several of your videos and we heard a lot of the music and stuff. And I mean, the you know, for an independent artist, I mean, the production quality is as good as anything you see out there, you know, as good as a, a J Balvin or Daddy Yankee or whatever. And, uh, you know, so congrats on that. Um, but let me take a little bit of a sidestep. I know that these are sort of parallel paths for you, but I think the easiest way to talk about them is two separate paths. So uh, music is your passion, but you're also, uh, you know, a, a persistent actor. You, you've shown up as extras in a number of movies and television series. Can you talk a little bit about the acting track and what got you into acting? Yeah, so so when I was a, a, little, a little kid, I would imitate a lot of the acting. So like I entertain people um, just me doing what could be acting and music, it's my passion. So, so it really is that. Like music saved my life, and it, it is some. It does something magical to me. But entertaining people and just being there, like putting smile on people's faces, is what really, really does it for me. And I, and and acting and, and music do that. Um, starting off in Texas, I would do a lot of extra work and stuff like that, and then I worked myself up. Um, I did take acting classes too with some really good um, um, acting coaches and stuff like that. And then um, I started booking like supporting roles, leading roles, and stuff like that in TV shows and movies. I did Friday Night Lights, Chase. I did Snitch with The Rock and Susan Sarandon. I did a 5:15 an hour. It was a pilot where I was one of the leads with the Medica Ferreira. And um, and I I I, I kind of worked myself off from the bottom up into acting. So and and. So music was first, acting was second. Did you notice that uh, doing these acting side gigs helped your music out, or was it kind of vice versa? I kind of did everything together. Like, as I would be going on auditions for acting, and at the same time, I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to put an example. So before I knew, when you're learning everything by yourself, I thought, oh, my God, you're going to go in that audition room and, and show them everything you can do, and they're going to discover you. That was the mentality. That was an innocent kid mentality. So when I would go on auditions, they're like, oh, they're having auditions for this um, TV show. I would go in there, and, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm not going to read the lines. I'm like, what they gave me, the script. Let me just show them all my talents. So when I would get in there, I would start um, um, singing for them, and I would start dancing. <laughs> them. I would put up a show for them. And they'll be like, what the hell is he doing? What the hell? And, and, and right now, actually, I'm, I'm working on a TV series with some directors and producers um, um, that I worked with in the past, All She Can, which is um, director Amy Window and, um, and Dan, the producer. And we're writing kind of like a, a TV series of everything I've been through with situations like this. And at the same time, um, but it's going to be bigger. It's not going to be adjusting to another documentary. It's going to be um, like... Uh, everything I've been through, like, to break stereotypes. Because I've been in auditions where they're like, Jesse, you're not Mexican enough. And I'm like, what do you think Mexicans look like? I'm like, yeah, they're like, you're too white. You look, you look American. I'm like, 
Latinos, we come in all beautiful colors. We come dark. <laughs> we come so part of the whole Jesse movement is 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 completely being a risk taker and and inspiring others. Um, because if I came from nothing um, and I'm doing it, you can do it. And 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 to make people realize their stars, but most important is is um, break stereotypes in any any ethnic. Because I've always been inspired by ethnic. I like the 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 um, Latin the uh, the Anglo market. I like I like the um, 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 some of the stuff that they have that that Gangnam style that um, <laughs> the culture and life. It really inspired me. So I think um, a lot of my moment is just unity. Yeah. Do you have any uh, specific I don't know fun memories or anything from working on uh, you know on set? Like, did you have a chance to meet The Rock or anything like that? I mean, that movie came out a few yeah. years ago. Maybe he was yeah. a little more accessible back then. Yeah, he was. And, well, you know, the, the, the cool thing about him, because um, I have a lot of friends that do acting and have worked with them, um, and even um, a friend of mine that did, um, um, he was a part extra, and and or, uh, he was at the, the, you know, the Jumanji, the movie that just came out, that he's part of the crew. Uh-huh. So my friend is part of the whole crew and stuff like that. And he told me, I'm going to be honest, when I met The Rock, he was the coolest guy coolest coolest guy and, and you'll never never even tell that um he's the rock like the, the doing johnson and a lot of my friends that have had those past experiences with him have said he's the exact same person just a good and, person and in general when i when i yeah when i when i was um i was eating i remember i was in smith and i went in there and i was gonna have my cheat meal because i follow a healthy lifestyle and I was going to have my cheat meal. And I'm like, oh, my God, I should have this or whatever. And he's like, well, you have your cheat meal. I'll have my cheat meal. And, was <laughs> and, and he was passing by. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, if he's doing it, I'll do it. Because, you know, I, I was so indecisive. And and, and even Susan Sarandon came in with a big smile. And so a lot of the people I've met, like, um, I'm grateful that a lot of the, art, the, the artists are really cool. And there are a lot of them, I'm not going to lie, that you meet them in person and you're like, oh, wow, like, that that guides me to to now I don't want to be like that. Yeah, I don't want to be um, that way. And but there's people like The Rock and and other people that I met or the guy that comes out and um, what's the name The Walking Dead, yeah. um, the one that's like Shane. Shane, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. coolest guy. Yeah, he's the coolest guy. We chatted a lot because I did. Um, well, yeah, in that snitching film, and he is the coolest guy. So that's a lot how I am, that's- and that's why when people are my when they're on my set and when I'm doing things, I treat everybody like like a star. Because in reality, there is no really Jesse's a star in um in the in the productions of the videos. No, without them, Jesse won't look as good as he's looking. Without the choreographer, Jesse doesn't learn all this. Without the camera and the lighting of people, Jesse's not going to look the way he looks. Without my cousin helping me out on some of the wardrobe and things like that, so it takes a team to 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 create it. So. I love to give credits to my team. I love to, without you, you guys make me bring out the shine in me. So, and I just do my job. I just do the entertaining and the performing part. But without all that other stuff, the quality won't look as amazing. So when you first got to L.A., um, was it hard to kind of get your foot in the door or was it hard? I mean, did, how did you start finding out about these auditions? Uh, did you work with another agent or did you just kind of look in the back of a magazine and see what's available kind of thing? No, I got here so hard the first year, two years. It was like, um, like I don't even know how to get an agent. And then I would ask people, how do you, 
how do you do this and, and how do you do that? And, and here, like a lot of people in LA and they'll be like, well, you're a threat to me. So I would never help you out. No disrespect. Um, look on the yellow pages and, and you'll get a lot of that coldness. And, and it's nothing bad. Like I wouldn't take a negative. I'm like, okay, I'll figure it out myself. I figured out my whole life by myself since I was a kid. This will be easier. So I kind of figured out the formula. I took some really good headshots. And with a lot of experiences I had already had in Texas, I started submitting to agents. Hi, my name is Jesse Medellin. Um, this is my credits, my resume. I am currently looking for the right home for me. So I wouldn't, I, I've never been like the, the desperate type of person. I was always like, I want to find myself a family and, and type of people. So, so and some agents are like looking for a home for you. Well, first of all, we um, decide who we want. I'm like, oh, okay, thank you so much for your time. And then I wouldn't use them. Yeah. And then, right. but there were some agents, there were some agents that were like, cause when I said my, a lot of my, cause I had already done a lot of, um, um, I had my demo reel. So when they would look at, at my, my work, it would speak for itself. Kind of like with my music videos and my music, like if you work hard at something and dedicate a lot to your credits, you won't have to talk a lot. Um, you send them your stuff and, and they'll see, um, um, how epic you could be so and did, how epic so did you, so sorry. Do, <laughs> mm-hmm. did you find the right family did you find a good agent someone that's i did uh, yes I, i'm with momentum talent agency that's located in beverly hills and, and they're amazing and and they and they get me because sometimes they're like jesse you you booked this role and, and you went out there and i'm like oh i'm like i i, I read it i'm like i'm 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 not interested. It's so stereotyping us Latinos. I'm like, I don't want to be part of that that wave. I'm like, I, I know I'm not a big star. I know I'm not this. I know I'm not that. I'm like, but, but I do this because I love it and it's my passion. And through all my learnings and my trials and tribulations, um, I feel like I've done enough in order to be part of breaking that new wave. So then they're like, Jesse, and this, but they respect me and that's what I love. So when it comes to auditions, when it comes to a lot of the stuff, um, I believe in quality over quantity. So, um, if not, by right now, you would have seen me in a lot of other stuff, <laughs> um, liners, two liners and things, but I, I like to keep quality. And, and even with my music, I've, I've grown so much and, and, um, and I'm so grateful that I've been able to work with so many multi Grammy producers and all that. And, and I worked so hard for all this to create these opportunities. Yeah, well, let's talk about that a little bit. Let's transition back into music and uh, and talk a little bit about what's going on with your music career. So uh, the the most recent song is called En El Aire. Uh, it, uh, I mean, it, it, you can find it on Spotify, Tidal, all, all the digital streaming services and stuff. And uh, I mean, it's really a cool song. It's a fun song, and, uh, and you can, can you tell talk? it's produced really well yeah, too. Yeah, super highly produced. It's got a uh, a great producer behind it. And can you talk a little bit about yeah. the process of creating this new music? Uh, you know, the the working with this producer. Uh, oh, I've got his name right here. Yeah. So, <laughs> with um, Uncle the cor- yeah, the cool. Yeah, of course. I have my. Um, if you go to uh, com, which is J E S S E N E D E L E S dot com, or, or go to Vivo and type in Jesse Medellin, you can see my music videos. My first single was Sucia. My second one was Amor. And this video specifically, which is um, En El Aire, it's 100% Jesse because I did Sucia, I did Amor, 
And um, but with this one, it was um, to create my sound. Who really is Jesse Nevelis? Well, and I was going to say, I mean, um, you know, uh, now that, since you sort of alluded to it, um, you know, when we were doing research for this and we were listening to your music and other things, you know, there's a distinct difference between Susia and Amor. Uh, and uh, and Elaire, yeah. like uh, the sound Elaire, is different. Yeah. You can see that you're you know developing a sound and you and you're moving into it. And then Elaire is is much more like a J Balvin or a uh, a Daddy Yankee, something like yeah, that. It, and uh, you know, yeah, so it's, it's a, cool to yeah, it's cool to sort of see that transition. So uh, yeah, so maybe talk a little bit about that, and then uh, you know, working with the producer and everything on an Elaire. Yeah, so when I first had done Tulsia and I did Amor, like, um, Jesse was still finding stuff and all that, and I stand strong with those songs. It still wasn't 100% um, 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 conquering the 100% Jesse. So I was finding myself and all that, and so I did those songs. But when I um, um, regrouped and, and found who Jesse was, I went in, uh, my friend David Rolas, he's like, you got to work without cover. He's uh, um, basically... Um, some icons in the reggaeton world. Like, this guy produced some of Don Omar's biggest hits, Don Omar and a lot of other people. And Don Omar is, is one of the people that that were part of the creation of reggaeton with, and, and that, like, Daddy Yank and all those people. Well, I, um, I so, honestly, so, yeah. like, coming out of, you know, I'm, I'm not Latino, I don't speak Spanish, uh, reggaeton isn't really my kind of thing, but, you know, Don Omar, Don Zacaduro, I mean, when that song blew up, I, you know, that was my kind of introduction to reggaeton and that, and that type of music. And now I see it everywhere. It's exploded. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's such a big way. So when I started working, I went in the studio and, and me and I'll, um, I'll cover, which is A and X. Um, we just vibe, we connected very well. And, and, and remember, like a year ago, that's when I pretty much cleaned house and found who the people I wanted to be part of the movement, who Jesse is 100%. And 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 that's when I, I reconnected with this producer, which is um, ANX. And I'm not reconnected when I was introduced to a produ producer ANX. It was an honor creating who Jesse Mabelez is 100% and, and his sound. And, and, I've, and even um, the past songs have always been stepping stones of to create this guy that I am today, this monster that's going to be giving y'all music now that that's going to be out of this world. So I created an Elida. So y'all go, my recent singles in Elida, I'm going to be performing in Salt Lake City, Utah, mm -hmm. um, um, January 19 at Miselo for Dirty Days Birthday Bash. And David Rolas of DJ Dirty Days have been supporters of mine from day one. That's like, awesome. So when, when he's like, Jesse, I would love for you to do this. I'm like, bro, he's like, can you make time for your schedule? Can you do this? Because it has been a, when you're independent, you just, you're busy a lot because you you have to do it all. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, you're you're a VIP in my world. Um, let me move stuff around, and, and I'm gonna definitely make your show, and I'm gonna put up a really cool show. So I started rehearsals this Saturday to put up a, a really um, um, nice show for him down there, and um, and it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm working on a lot of new music right now. I'm in talks with the with the right people and um, possible collaborations. I can't say too much about that stuff right now, just crossing the fingers they go through. And so there's a lot of magical stuff that's gonna happen in this year and and all I have to all I want people to know is the day you take control of your own torch is the day your life is gonna change. And 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 that's what I did a year and a half ago. So and how, how did you meet Dave? Uh, being from LA and he's in Salt Lake and and everything like that, did he just kind of know your music or? 
So I'm signed a BMI. I'm signed a BMI, and I think we were at a convention one time, and and he was just the coolest guy, and we connected, and and we're like we should write together sometime. So we started writing a song one time, and and you know when you just have destiny put certain people in your life, and you just have that connection, and you don't realize like oh wow it's weird we just connected, and now we're like family. That happened with David Rolas, and then awesome. um, David Rolas, yeah, and then when David Rolas um, when I was telling him like yeah I currently. I'm like, I've restructured and I'm carrying my own torch in my team and I'm doing this and that. He's like, bro, you got to meet this person and, and introduce me even to, to Mad Music, which does all of Maluma stuff. To, well, a, a lot of Maluma's beginning from like Temperatura, El Carnaval, the stuff that blew up. And um, so I also worked with Mad Music, which was um, um, with Mad Music, with Two Swift, which um, he worked, he's down here. He, he does a lot of like the salsa music and the cumbias. And so I, I found a lot of really cool producers and, and, and I really, really worked on a lot of really good music that I'm just anxious to show you guys. Yeah. And Elide is the, that is the door that, that is the door that we created and, and now we opened it. Yeah. Well, and I, I think I, I saw on Instagram maybe just uh, two or three days ago a, a studio shot of you and Alcover again. Uh, are we working on new music in addition to the Enelide? Yeah. So any idea yeah, on I, drop I, dates I, or anything? I no right now because like, you know when you're independent. Um, I did all this music and 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 then a lot of good talks with a lot of the right people right now. So I'm very grateful for that. Um, I'd like to be ahead of the game. So I have my next single already, but I wanted to have more options. So I went and worked on another four songs. And so right now I have like 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 six songs um, other than in El Aire that I just can't wait for you guys to hear. So are some and of those going to be included in your performance? No, not yet. Not yet. Um, you're going to see, I'm going to perform Susia. I'm going to perform in El Aire, of course. And then I have the song that, that was Viva that I'm going to be performing there. Um, and at Salt Lake City, Utah. But as soon as I find out when my next single and what it's going to be and the game plan, uh, I'll definitely let you guys know and, and come back on your show and talk to you guys about it. Yeah, because please do. To be honest, yeah, media like you guys and stuff like that, I have a lot of respect for because you guys are, um, are what makes um, the independent artists and people like me. So whenever I meet a lot of media, they're like, Jesse, thank you for making time. I'm like, of course. I'm like, no, thank you guys for having me. I'm like, so then, <laughs> I'm like, I'm grateful. I'm like, so, so, so you, I'm, I'm always going to be that person. So do you intend on releasing these one at a time? Or are you going to put them out as an album or an EP or just yeah, kind of see how it goes? Maybe speak a little bit to the, the way we do music these days. It seems like the importance of a single is much more than the importance of an album. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah, actually, you know that there. So right now you could release it as singles or you could release it as an EP. So we're kind of deciding how we want to release it, which um, 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 right now I'm letting my management team decide that. So um, I'm kind of like you guys. I'm like, oh, my God, I like this song. No, I like that song. No, it should be this one. And because and, a lot of it goes by what the right timing, too. And there's certain songs that are just so big that you got to hold on to. So like that. Um, you release it at the right time. So it's it's now that I've learned so much of the music industry, I'm like, okay, so this is how it works. But regardless, whichever next single is going to be, I, I I assure you guys that you guys are going to be so impressed and you guys are going to see 
see the growth of this artist um, um, a lot and and how much I evolved and 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 I'm just very grateful and, and even the beginning stuff that I had done which is Lucia and Amor like I'm grateful for those too because um, um, like you're always growing and and uh, two three years from now we could be talking again and I'm like guys and now I found even more of Jesse because you're discovering yourself all the time and yeah. um no, I think that's a really good point. And, you know, I, I mean, for me anyway, and, you know, because, I mean, this show is is more or less, you know, our version of an aspiring independent artist, you know, and uh, and so I think we can really empathize with, you know, just some of the struggles of, of being an independent artist. And, and both uh, my co-host Mike and I have uh, been involved in the music business for a number of years and have worked with a lot of independent artists. Oh, nice. It's always exciting to see, uh, you know, guys coming up through the ranks and starting to get some attention and, and get that traction because uh, we all know it's a struggle. Exactly. And, and, and that's my biggest message is just because you're independent doesn't mean you have to do stuff um, that, that looks independent. Like anybody could do it. And, and that's what that's what I want to put out there to just everybody. I'm like, you could wear like some people like the, the, the calls we get now. Are, are from like, like, let's say if we approach a, a record label, and this has happened to me from two different labels, and they're like, and, and a friend, a, a person that I'm starting to work with right now introduced me, hi, this is an artist I'm starting to work with, this is Jesse Manera. They're like, yeah, we've heard of that kid. They're like, are you sure he's not signed the label? And, 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 and uh, my friend called me, bro, are you sure? No, I'm like, no, I'm 100% free. No signed, I don't know money to no label, no contracts, nothing. I'm like, and, and I love to hear that because, because it's like, um, that's a message I want to put out there to other independent artists and other. It's just just dedicate time, work hard, and and, and you can do things yeah. um, that will be so at the level of. Maybe this is up. a little bit of a technical direction, but I mean, can you speak at all to just also having sort of the availability of the kind of technology we have nowadays for an independent artist? It sure seems that it's uh, infinitely more doable in 2018 to be an independent artist, you know, maybe the power of the label isn't really what it used to be. Uh, you know, can you speak, well, you know, at least to your own experience, what you think the pros and cons of a label versus independent, uh, that sort of thing? Yeah, well, well um, I'm going to speak of, of my situation just because I don't want to, like, give wrong information that I don't know, but I'll definitely give you my status. How I believe right now, this is where I'm at. I'm independent. Of course, I would love a machine behind me. But I want the right machine. So in order, if why would I? I gotta invest in myself in order for somebody to invest in myself, in, in me. So if I, um, it's like I gotta believe in myself in order for somebody else to believe in me. So the way I'm moving is I'm creating equity in the movement of Jesse Meredith and quality and all this stuff. And like that, the right person that will see it, kind of like the way I did it with my acting agent. If you don't see it, then you're not the right person for the group. So let's say I sit down. Let's say you guys are are um, El Mundo Records or, or World, I don't know, I'm just putting a hypothetical. And I sit down with you guys, and if you guys go in there, Jesse, I've seen this, you got this one by yourself, from here I could take you over there with my with my resources, because labels have those, those right connections, those world connections. Then that's the right home for me, um, because y'all guys have the fire, and y'all want, but if I sit down with the label, they're like, well, you've not done this, well, you've done this. It means not that they're bad people, it's just that they're not the right home for me. Because um, I want, I, I'm getting myself to the place and creating all the content that it, either you see it or you don't see it. And if you don't see it, I, that's not the right home. For, well, so I, th 
I think that that's a really like mature perspective, I guess, you know, because I think a lot of people would be anxious to just get jump, signed, yeah, yeah, jump at anybody that might sign a, a contract with them. And, and so I think it's a really, you know, not only smart uh, in terms of business, but also just kind of a mature perspective to not try and jump. And I know you're kind of a young guy and stuff. So I think that's a, you know, really, you know, again, not to kiss your ass too much, but, you know, it really speaks to your character. I think that's pretty great. No, I appreciate that. And, and like I say, um, I believe I have an older soul, a mature soul. Um, well, you've been through a lot more than I, most people, I, I, that's I've, for sure. Yeah, I've worked um, since I was a kid. Like, since, like even even like when I was in diapers, my parents were out there working in the fields, too. Yeah, well, and I think so, having that sort of that perspective or sort of that uh, life experience definitely uh, builds the type of character that you've got. I think, you know, there's a lot of people who are pretty soft these days and uh, don't have necessarily have your kind of upbringing. And, uh, and I, and I think, you know, that really builds good, strong character. So, uh, congratulations on all that. Well, in, uh, in parting, uh, I just wanted to sort of plug your, uh, the new single again, NL Aire, uh, produced by Alcover, uh, from ANX. It's uh, available where all good uh, music is found. You it's can on get Spotify, it on, actually. Yeah, on Spotify, yeah. Tidal, uh, you know, any of the streaming services. Uh, also at jessemodeles.com, you can find uh, the music video, which is a lot of fun and super cool to check out. Uh, also, in, in sort of closing, you know, we're preparing for this last tour. Uh, as Jesse mentioned, he's debuting his big uh, headlining performance for DJ Dirty... Uh, Dave. 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 DJ Dirty Dave. DJ Dirty Dave's yeah. birthday uh, is spectacular. It's called uh, Mi Cielo. It's happening at Sky Night Club in Salt Lake City on uh, January the 19th. And uh, with that, Jesse, anything else? No. Um, thank you guys for having me on the show. I had fun, and I'm glad we talked about this. And, and I'm glad I got to. Um, y'all guys are catching. You're hearing. Um, um, 100% Jesse. So even when I'm talking to you guys now and all that, it, it's it's who I am. So I I appreciate you guys for the support. That's cool. Well, yeah, and no as, we, as we said at the top, you know, we do appreciate you taking the time to do this. And uh, I think at least some, uh, we're, we're actually located in Salt Lake City. So there's a, a segment of our people who will be at the show on uh, on Friday the 19th. So uh, we will see you nice. there. So, uh, yeah, and I'll see you guys there. Definitely come out and have a good time with us. Yeah, of course. We're looking forward to it. So uh, to find Jesse and more about Jesse Medellas, his music, his acting, uh, go to Jesse's website. It's jessemedellas.com. Uh, you can also find him on all the social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Musical.ly, Twitter, at, uh, at Jason Medellas, or Jesse, Mede- Jesse Medellas. That's J-E-S-S-E-M-E-D-E-L-E-S. And uh, with that, um, you can find out more about me and uh, my company, R2 Media Group, Ryan Rogar at R2MG.com or at R2MG on Twitter. And you can find more about me at DJOntic.com. That's O-N-T-I-C. And And all you want and more about the show at Eggscast.com. Yep. So uh, with that, we'd like to thank our guest, Jesse Medellis, and uh, we'll see you all next week.